I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sweet, the ladies guide to bro culture. My name is Gina Bloom and this is the podcast where I, a transgender female comic now living in Los Angeles, California, bring on some of my favorite funny ladies in the area and have them enjoy the best and worst that male-dominated bro culture has to offer. In the past, we've uh, listened to and watched uh, such luminaries as Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, uh, the the art bro scene of uh, a neutral milk hotel, and very recently, the Joe Rogan experience. And now... To celebrate my recent move to Los Angeles, we're going deep, 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 way deep into the L.A. bro music of Sublime. That's right. Sublime. Uh, this is an interesting band because the lead singer died and then he was replaced by uh, by some guy that kind of sort of sounded like him for a little while. And then that went away. Um, and, you know, just sort of the progenitors of reggae, rap, rock stuff that you know just sort of blared out of the the jeeps of of young dudes uh ever since the 90s and we're here to talk all about it and we have a fun couple of guests here today to, to help us out uh starting off with my initiate into the ways of the music of sublime the lovely sarah fatimi hello hello sarah uh Give us a quick, very quick uh, impression of your sublime uh, first experience. It's cute. I hate it. It's cute. You hate it. Perfect. <laughs> and representing the apologist side of the sublime equation, let's say hello to LA comic, the lovely Rojan Kim. Hi there. Hi, Rojan. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna get to um, we're gonna get to to to, to your apologist uh, section in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure your I'm sure your opinion goes a little bit different than uh, it's cute. I hate it, but 
Uh, well, I would love to hear. <laughs> we, I, I feel like uh, be as an apologist, the premise is that um, some wrong has been wronged, and I'm here to you know, apologize. We, <laughs> absolutely for it. not. You're so, not. Uh, okay. You're not. The, for uh, one thing, that that's just a word that I use just to be clever. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so, but I would love to hear your opinions on it first, because absolutely. I'm very curious to hear what you thought. All right, Sarah, go ahead and give Sarah, us yes. your opinion. Um, Elaborate on your opinion from so that was the cute, first time I hate it. It was forty ounces to freedom. The album that was the first time you ever heard it. Um, I googled the new. It's the new album, right? No, it's the it's the first album. Oh, okay. I yeah. listen to all of them. Oh my goodness! I you know. Listen, I I do my homework. You do your oh, okay, all right. Okay, this this will right, be right. interesting. This okay. will be interesting because I because right. I I did want to talk about um some of their later music. So okay. yeah. So this is all right. Yeah. We're, we're we're going off road here, and I, and I appreciate that. So, and and Arojan, you're okay with, yeah, with changing sure. up the format a little bit. Oh, so yeah. I'm, yes, you thank know, you. Yeah, I. All the songs sound the same to me. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I could not disagree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, but go ahead. Um, it's kind of like if Open Micers had a band. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, the really broy open micers. Right, right. And mm-hmm. I googled a picture of them, and they're all kind of like middle age, overweight guys, and it's cute. You know, it's kind of like go for your dream. Like I'm really glad that they're able to achieve that. Well, I mean, they didn't start that way. I mean, they, they're oh. the ones that survived uh. to, to yeah. the to the current day are are middle aged. But um, that would be awesome I'm slowly... if Sublime just got famous now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm slowly getting back into white men, so maybe I'm, oh, I'm subjective well, on that. Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't get much wider than Sublime. No, they they started in in 1992. Or no, this album was released in 92. They they probably started like 89. Yeah. Uh, Before Um, I was born. Wait, wait. So uh, when were you born? What year? 92. You you are as old as 40 Ounces to Freedom. Roger and I were just discussing the magical year, the magical musical year of 1992. Uh, The year itself, 92, is amazing. L.A. riots. At least for me, I was here. So yeah, the L.A. riots was going on. Yeah, it was a lot of things going on. At the time, I was and I was fourteen. So, yeah. you know, for me, I think it's. I agree with all the musical criticisms <laughs> of Sublime. You know, in, in like, there's a lot of great music out there, but it's hard for. I think, as with anybody, it's hard for me to separate the music from the time and place I heard it. You know, and all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and I'm sure it's the same for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What year were you born, Rojan? Uh, Seventy eight. Oh, okay, the year before the Iranian Revolution. Yes, yeah. coincidence? coincidence. Yeah, well, my parents are Perhaps. from Iran, so. <laughs> um, so that means you were thirteen when the first album came out. You like fourteen? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So you were like a teen. It was like teen. Your thing. It was like right, yeah. right in there, right, yeah. right, in, right in the demo. Uh, so yeah. I have a little bit of a personal connection to Sublime. Yeah. I, I believe the bass player. And and uh, uh, correct me, someone, if I'm wrong. I yeah. believe the bass player is from a town called Lakeland, Florida, uh-huh. uh, oh. and that is the town where I grew up. Oh. And Sublime was very big in Lakeland, Florida, because of that connection. Mm-hmm. So, and they would actually play uh, Lakeland just to like go back to this guy's hometown. <laughs> so, like Sublime was kind of sort of considered a local band, even mm-hmm. though that they were an LA band and they had, you know, they had sang about LA things. And even in uh, even in their L.A. riot based song, um, 19, what is it, April nineteen ninety two? If you listen very carefully, they actually call out the town of Lakeland, Florida, uh-huh. and that there's a riot going on. And there most certainly was not a riot going on in Lakeland, Florida, uh, in ninety two. Okay. But I appreciate uh-huh. the the gesture. What's Lakeland close to? Is it close to Tampa? Or? Lakeland is close to Tampa. Exactly, it's about okay. thirty miles uh, from Tampa and about fifty miles from Orlando, right there in the dead center of the state. Is that also near Ocala? 
It is not near, it's not super near Ocala. Okay. That is further uh, to the north of Tampa. Um, Lakeland is that dead center. If you remember the election, that dead center of the map of Florida, that was the most Republican part of the state. Oh, wow. That is ah. Lakeland, Florida. Oh, okay. That is where I'm from, the lightning capital of the world. Yes. Oh, wow. You know, every, you know, every, every few weeks we hear something, every week really we hear something come out of, something great come out something of Florida. Something coming out of Florida. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Just so, like sublime. All right. So, so what does flesh taste like? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you know, give me some bath salts. I'll get right on it. Um, <laughs> Sarah, you you had not heard any Sublime. You you are slowly getting back in into the white dude. Mm -hmm. Give us uh, your first impressions when you heard uh, that that lilt of Sublime. Like, what were you thinking as soon as you heard that that first song come on? So actually, I'd like to start the first time I saw the title Sublime when you posted about it. Okay, go to for be it. honest, what I thought Sublime was was I thought it was one of those really hard like metal like I want to kill myself bands. yeah yeah I get that and sure. I think I realized it's because I'd gotten it confused with saliva mm. and they have a song called always like I hear your heart and don't be sublime so sublime for me is very um like whenever I hear that word I always think of it as a really like dark and like yeah Marilyn Manson I know I'm mixing up all the rock you're, genres well, but <laughs> you know <laughs> you know I did not expect it to be like this you did not and, and what yeah. when you say like this like give us give us your description of what this is I thought it was kind of happy I felt like I was on vacation it does it does have kind of a happy vibe to it it you know who they remind me of uh the bare naked ladies that's an interesting unexpected comparison elaborate on that so, I mean, they just, they seem very, like, do you guys know the Bare Naked Ladies? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 They're just, I mean, it's Seen very. 200 episodes of uh, The Big Bang Theory. So, yes. It's strange. To, to be honest, I don't feel like they're a very bro band. I feel like they're kind of a, like, I felt like I was on vacation listening to the song, mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know. I just, or but, like, the vacation wasn't fun. It was like I was kidnapped on vacation. And I was okay. forced to listen to this. You're forced to listen to mm -hmm. Sublime mm -hmm. while, while whilst yeah. being kidnapped on yeah. vacation. Yeah. A, a forced happiness, oh. almost. No. Like, no, 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 no. It it sounded happy, but I wasn't enjoying it. Oh, okay. I'm very gotcha. close to starting my period, so you're gonna hear a lot of "I love this, but actually I hate it." I want this, but I want to stab it later. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. I fully encourage you to 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 welcome all your contradictions on this episode. Please yeah. do that. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can I pull up actually a list because I want to make sure because I, I, I don't remember yes. the names. And no, stuff. I, nor do I. Yeah. To be quite honest, okay. like I remember like the radio hits, uh, uh -huh. the songs I'm going to play clips from. But mm -hmm. like it, it does sound a lot mm -hmm. like um, the same thing over and over again. And mm -hmm. like I, I was listening to it mm -hmm. the other morning and like about the fourth song in a row that was like faux reggae. Um, sound sounding like he's you know straight out of like Chatsworth, California stuff, and like I I just I got so mind numbed that I just robotically went on uh, to Facebook and typed uh, "Breaking News: Sublime sucks" because I just I couldn't I I I had to express this somehow. Like mm -hmm. I was I was so 
it was so monotonous at that point that I, I had to share my pain with the world. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that you say reggae because that's what I thought when I was hearing it too. But when I like researched them a little more, it's, it's like it's ska. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But when I heard ska before, it had like violin with guitar. But you know who they said they're kind of like? Uh, no doubt. Remember? Yeah. You're really lovely. That's me and singing through my nose. I don't sound like that's that. That's wonderful. Thank Was you. That, uh, it's, Thank it's, you. It's nasal. Uh, yeah. It's a California thing. Yeah, no doubt. Is a, yeah. yeah, so no doubt. It, there, I mean, uh, Sublime is sort of like a progenitor to No Doubt. So No Doubt listened yeah. to Sublime and then but no became doubt No good. Doubt. Well, I mean, there could be... Okay, well, first of all, I think here's here are my thoughts. Uh, <laughs> listening yeah, to Sarah... Talk about um, you know what was my sort of sort of the defining years of uh, my life. Um, I realized how truly irrelevant I have become <laughs> in this world, uh, where you know what I considered not just sublime, but everything you know, say from the early '90s to be a big part of my identity and who I am is now just a mishmash. Uh, you know, just. Right up there next to bare naked ladies and everything else. You know what I mean? It's just all a yeah. patina of stuff. It's That's all. Of- There's no dis- distinguishing any of it anymore. And it's fine. It's it's totally fine because, you know, we all play shuffle on our iTunes, right? It's all. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all okay. Right. And that's uh, okay. I've come to accept that. And that's totally fine. But I think, you know, just as a human being, you know, it is, um, it's incredibly difficult to separate, like I said, you know, who I was from when. I heard this music, right? And if you think of 1992, you were not alive. Uh, you were alive. I was alive. I, I feel I, like you were young. You're I, yes, younger than I, I am. Right? I was yeah, young so. enough to like know Sublime, and like more t- more of their later stuff. Like I didn't. I didn't right. even know uh, 40 Ounces to Freedom. Like like their, their like their radio stuff. Like sure. Yeah. Like what I got and all that stuff that came out when they were kind of sort of big for a little while, right before uh, the lead singer died. Mm-hmm. That was more of what I knew, and that was the stuff that I heard out of, you know, out of passing cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I heard a lot of frat boys playing the song "Date Rape." Sure. Because. Oh God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was yeah. actually <laughs> their breakout hit. Wow. In uh, yeah. so K Rock is actually the one who debuted. I remember that was actually the first time I ever heard them was that song. But what I guess you probably don't know or remember is that um, "Date Rape." was a huge trope amongst all the sitcoms at the time. Like every single episode, like from Growing Pains to like Facts of Life, like all of them had a date rape episode. It was just like some topic du jour or whatever. I think when they finally realized that that it was a thing that actually happened. Sure. No, no, no. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that happening, but it's as a kid, I just remember it Yeah, no, it's right. And like it's uh, one of those things where like- It was very prevalent. All of a sudden, like the the culture figures something out and then it's like, then it's everywhere. Right. But I think uh, what's important um, for me when I think about this stuff is that, like, you know, right now we have the benefit of just we know a lot and there's like we have access to so much. But back in 1992, I was looking up uh, this stuff like on the billboard charts, um, 33 weeks out of the year, the uh, charts were dominated by either Garth Brooks or Billy Ray Cyrus. Absolutely. That was was 1992. 1992, like country was basically the number one uh, music in America really up until the late 90s. Like it was so it was always basically country. Nirvana was one of the weeks. Uh, It was like the Wayne's World soundtrack was one of the weeks. You know what I mean? It was just like random things here and there. But country really dominated the landscape. And this is at the same time that the L.A. riots is happening too here. So racially... uh, 
um, as tense as it is now, it was incredibly, I just remember it being much more tense just because it was incredibly violent, you know, back then. So there's this sort of really interesting, like, racial tension going on, um, this mishmash of um, kind of, like, the the police stuff going on. There's the rise of gangster rap. There's the rise of alternative rock. There's the rise of this weird ska punk reggae thing that's going on there was a rise in school shootings like columbine was the big one in 99 but i know there were a few before then too that was like i actually wanted to bring up since Mm -hmm. you guys um, Mm -hmm. were saying you were in high school during that time Mm -hmm. like as someone observing high school seemed like much a much bigger hell back then than it is now i mean i mean i haven't been in you know nine years Mm -hmm. but but you guys didn't have social media but still like Mm -hmm. the teachers didn't care about bullying like jocks and that's just the way it was and you know what i mean like based on what i've seen in movies right yeah Yeah, i can't argue Uh, with that um i mean it's hard for me to know because i don't know what it's like for other you know like older the other kids now so i have no right. idea i was luckily just before social media i mean i was there with myspace and uh-huh. like facebook but not instagram twitter those were i mean those really add to i mean myspace there was like bullying and stuff mm-hmm. but like yeah. i just just watching the movies and stuff like the jocks basically can just like plunge you into a toilet hole and the teachers will be like that's just kids being kids I mean, <laughs> like, how does it feel i think it's great that your concept of our childhood is shaped by movies <laughs> TV, right? right? right. Like, which is, which is okay. exactly what it was like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much. I, I was bullied uh, in not so much in high school, uh, in junior high school. I was bullied. Um, I was never shoved into a locker or or had my head flushed in a toilet. Thankfully, um, yeah, no, it was more. It was more like just being intimidated, um, yeah. being like you know having a, having like a jock sort of corner you and like and like put you in a in like a tight spot where you didn't know if you're going to get out of it safely and like right. being like a closeted queer person like it was also kind of a turn on which is really really very very confusing at right. the time mm-hmm. where like you know some some muscle jock is like you know pretty much like face to face with me like like in make out range <laughs> and he's like I'm going to fuck you up I'm like yes daddy please <laughs> like also don't do that um, <laughs> yeah and if only sublime was playing if in the background right sublime you might have a playing. different <laughs> Yes. reaction to it if only sublime were there to like soundtrack our 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 love um something <laughs> could have happened um what are they doing working at a car wash now uh, pro- i don't know probably like you know a lot of those people in lakeland florida never left lakeland florida um like yeah and like they're Man, yeah I, I th- yeah I think where's your just... hometown i'm from toledo ohio oh it's okay. like 40 minutes south of detroit Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've heard of it. Holy yeah. Toledo. So I'm from I'm from Los Angeles. I'm from You're here. F- I grew up in Koreatown and Hollywood wow. and like the so rare actual Angelino. Yeah. Obviously. So it's yeah. really bizarre. It it so it is. You know. Yeah. I I, I, I was gonna tell Gina before this, but I, I was the reason I jumped at doing the Sublime episode was because I have a friend who's a comic in New York who has a bit about how he hates Sublime. <laughs> I mean, he hates the blessing. Wonderful. And it makes Wonderful. me laugh so much. My friend Caleb Barge, and he has this bit about how, like, He's just like, I fucking hate Sublime because he grew up in um, New Paltz, which is like a college town, yeah. essentially. So he grew up around all these like bro yeah, <laughs> guys yeah, like, the, who right. play the fucking, and he was like, fuck those guys, man. And I could totally understand if I grew up in a place like that, why I would fucking hate Sublime. Because the dudes who picked on me or the dudes I fucking hated, they would probably be listening to Sublime all the time. But what, what was weird is here, 
uh, in LA, Sublime wasn't really like that cool when it came out. And so my like, yeah, yeah. my first uh, like uh, exposure to it, I was um, actually living in the Valley by the time I was in high school. So I remember I got to like go into this, get into kind of like the cool kids car at lunch and they would play the first song from 40 Ounces of Freedom, the, the Waiting for My Ruka song, yeah, um, that yeah. slow song. And that's the only song they ever played. That's the only song they liked because they were like total ska heads. They love No Doubt and Dancehall Crashers. So they were like, this sucks. This isn't real ska or whatever. But they only liked that song for some reason. And that's the only song they kept playing over and over. And that song kind of like stuck in my head and then I was like hmm I should check these guys the rest of this album out even even though you know the cool kids hate it or whatever so I did and so I kind of like listened to it and secretly liked it because nobody else <laughs> liked it and so then I liked it you know um so I I don't know if if everybody had liked it I might have hated it mm-hmm. but uh, Rojini before I get to uh, I'm gonna play an audio clip okay. uh, from 40 ounces Freedom. before I do that I I, I want to Quickly round back on what you were saying because uh, because you are uh, you you are an, a, a born and bred Angelino so I'm fascinated when you say that Sublime wasn't cool because it feels like if you live outside of L.A. Mm-hmm. and like when I lived outside of L.A. and like when I would think when people were like oh it's this is L.A. like Sublime like I picked this topic because I wanted to, I was wanting to give the 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 dumbest L.A. music I could think of and this was this was came to me right away uh-huh. uh but please contradict me like 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 let let me know like what it was actually like at the you time. know i would say back then that um la was itself i think the cool stuff was uh dr dre essentially it was yeah like the chronic yeah. and gangster like that was right. what was cool um kind of mainstream kind of because the alternative was country right. and everybody hated country i mean it was just a thing almost everybody said growing up like you'd be like hey what kind of music do you like and you'd be like everything but country and that's just something you would say and that that's part of like because country was number one all the time <laughs> like it was just always and we were just like what the fuck and so <laughs> i remember so there was country and then um besides that uh there was the rise of alternative rock so mm-hmm. there was like pearl jam and uh, nirvana and everything that like they played on k-rock and stuff so there's all that stuff happening um so that was kind of considered the cool strains of music and sublime kind of came in through k-rock a little bit but um 40 ounces of freedom is actually like a completely independent um album it's like not on a major label at all right right so it was an indie album it was not really like on the radar of la and back then the um sort of difference between la and orange county and long beach is was even greater than it is now you know it's these geographic separations actually meant something and like a sublime would loudly call out the fact that they're Long Beach. Like you, you would, they've right. referenced it constantly, almost in every song they right. talk about. They're and, from the LBC, and in a way, it's it's kind of cute because it's like you know Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, LB, it's kind of LB, funny. LBC, the Long Beach Crips. You know, you can't. You know, you know, it's just kind of funny. It's what you know. What I think about is the the. Time, well, you're what, 27? 27? I'm 26. I'll be 27, 27 at the end of next so month. So it's, yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> album is about 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and the distance from now to that album is like from what, 1992 to like 1960 something, right? Like 19. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy the amount of like, um, to like think about discussing a band from the 60s and how they may have you know acted or thought or whatever it's it's just it like blows my mind that that's how much time has actually it, passed it, like it, i mean it, it is right no, um, that's actually true because you think about like in the 90s where you're watching like yeah like happy days or something like that and like that's almost the same amount of time yeah it feels really weird um, <laughs> i've often thought about that 
Uh, yeah, we are going to play uh, a short clip from a song uh, from 40 Ounces to Freedom. I was uh, going to play from Date Rape, but then Sarah made a, a face that is like, oh my God, this song is awful, and I will I will not subject you to <laughs> that you. song again. I appreciate it. It is horrible. It is, yeah. it is not a good song. Yeah. We are going to listen to uh, Smoke Two Joints instead, which is also very terrible, but less, <laughs> less, mm-hmm. much less mm-hmm. toxic. So yeah. just one second. In the morning, I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel alright. I smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two more. everyone we just uh listened to smoke two joints uh by sublime from 40 ounces to freedom and uh sarah you were just saying that you were surprised that this was actually on the radio because yeah because wasn't weed considered like really bad in the 90s oh yeah i mean it really was still the drug war you know like people are getting arrested uh just for possession but weed was making it's like yeah um with music, though, you would hear that because, like, the Chronic, obviously. Is yeah, the Chronic about was weed, weed. based. Yeah. Cypress Hill came out Cypress around Hill, the ninety, yeah. town, like around that time. Yeah, so in the culture, and I guess back then, hip hop was kind of like counterculture. So that's kind of why it right. was okay for you know it to for them to have weed references. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny because I just ran into these kids a few days ago in front of Ralph's. Um, you know, you guys know the Dare program. Oh yeah. yes, oh, yeah. I'm a product of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, me yeah. too. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did that work out? Yeah, right. It never works. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why. Yeah. Um, I love and the then song. The, yeah. the kid was like, "Yeah, actually, I, I said something about don't do drugs," and he's like, "Oh, actually, they restructured the Dare program. Mm-hmm. It's now focused on bullying and mental health and social media." and that kind of thing. I was like, okay, so y'all just gave up on the drug thing. That's fine. That's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's probably for the best. <laughs> it's a losing battle. Yeah, yeah. Let's focus on bullying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, bullying and mental health is probably, probably a bit, um, a bit better way to go. Although I think it makes the acronym uh, I believe I believe the D in in there is drugs, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I think I think they need a new acronym. But uh, I applaud their 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 rebranding efforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, so you were born when this album was coming out. Yeah, and uh, and Rojan was about 14. So let's do a little <laughs> thought experiment here. And if you could imagine uh, when you were 14, not. Don't try to put yourself back in like ninety two, but just imagine when you were fourteen, mm-hmm. uh, just a few years ago, and like some, <clears throat> and like you know some cool dude was like, "Hey, listen to this, listen to this hot fucking jam here," and it was uh, "Smoke Two Joints" uh, by Sublime. What what would you have thought as a fourteen year old? 
I would have been like, oh my God, because I was such a, t- a goody two shoes yeah. at 14. Like I was like, I'm going to wait until marriage to have sex. I'm never going to do any drugs. Like, you know, only going to drink on mm-hmm. occasion. And like, you know, just like that was me. Like the idea of weed. Oh my God, that was so scary. Like not, not just scary, but like. I don't know. I thought it was like one of the really bad drug out there. Well, no. And like, then like they, they kind of put that propaganda into us. And that's always interesting. Yeah. That you, we were talking about the D.A.R.E. program, you know, because it, it kind of fits in with like the overarching theme of like, mm-hmm. of like this uh, music and like its effect, uh, you know, on people who are young. Because I, I think, mm-hmm. I think it's hard, you know, people in, you know, in their 20s up to their 40s to like listen to, you know, Sublime and be like, this is not anything but <laughs> like mm-hmm. st- stupidity yeah. uh whether or not you have like like erosion whether or not you have like you know like a like a nostalgia like like affection for it mm-hmm. uh you, you kind of understand that it's a little dopey and that's fine because you know uh sarah w- when you're 40 you look back on the music of your youth with the same well, amount 2005 right that's 2007, the, uh, the, the 2007 was when I was wow yeah so what was the big hit that what do you remember the jam i was really into high school musical at mm-hmm. that time as mm-hmm. a lot of my friends were so mm-hmm. like you know ashley tisdale vanessa oh, yeah. Hutt, like yeah. all the disney okay. stars yeah. Yeah. hannah montana who were having their like uh, pop career on the side, but also I, I guess more mainstream. It was like more mainstream. Yeah, <laughs> more mainstream than that. Hannah, yeah, Hannah Montana was her sublime. So I think yeah. you know it all yeah. evens out. Um, um, oh, the Jonas Brothers. Of course, I oh, never hard hitting. I didn't yeah, care <laughs> for them because I got really offended when they said when someone said that they would be the next Beatles. Mm-hmm. Who said that? The uh, Jonas Brothers. <laughs> someone on like CNN. I guess they did a special on them. Uh, uh, I had a friend who was unhealthily obsessed with them. Man. Yeah. yeah. I remember when when I moved to LA in 2007, yeah. and um, Party in the USA was on the radio, uh, and like yeah. it was, and it was basically about Miley being nervous because she's from the South, and you know she's living in LA and doesn't fit in. Like, oh my God, Miley, mm-hmm. you and me, girl, we, right? <laughs> we know ex- this. This right. is it my spoke jam. To you. Yeah, yeah, it spoke it, to it, me. It, like, I was certainly not 14 years old when yeah. right when that song was out. So. There was also songs at the school dances they'd play, like booty, 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 rocking everywhere, and mm-hmm. you know that kind classic of classic hits. Yeah, will classic always hits. go down. Yeah, right. timeless hits oh, like yeah. booty, booty, booty. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, listen. The thing is, as the apologist here, I will say that yes, uh, obviously the premise of the song, I smoke two joints, mm-hmm. and then I continuously smoke two joints. Right. And you smoke more, it two intervals yes. into infinity. Right. Is a ridiculous premise for a song. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, the uh, thing about that song is that it's actually a cover. It's a cover of a reggae band. Um, I think the reggae band's actually from Oregon, though, which is really weird. So, like, it um, when you listen to 40 Ounces of Freedom, there's an immense amount of references. There's references to Easy E, KRS One, Peter Tosh, Bob yeah. Marley. There's like all these re- the specials. There's all these references going on that if you're just some kid, uh, especially even in LA, you really don't have any access or don't even know anybody who listens to this stuff so that might be your first access point to this larger world that he's referencing you know what i mean like he's a, he also references um a grateful dead song one mm-hmm. of the, that's how i found out about the grateful dead was through scarlet begonias um you know so like it's it's you know there's i my parents didn't listen to any music from America. I, well, they were never around. I'm a child of neglect, so it, it doesn't. It's well, so less. A, like, it's less like, about yeah culture yeah. and more about right. there's nobody. No modeling for me. Yeah, always be my maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. There's nothing, <laughs> nobody around. So you know that the radio was there. 
there, and right. I it was one of my parents, and mm. you know, Sublime played, and then it kind of led me down a musical rabbit hole of all this giant wealth of really uh, mostly black music. Really, you know, it's right. like all this it, an incredible amount of it that took up a lot of my twenties or whatever. So. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing because I can say like, okay, objectively, this is silly, especially without context. You know, if you just like just picked a song out of the air and just played it, and you'd be like, this yeah. is kind of silly. Yeah. But I, I think for me, because I am uh, an old person and I was <laughs> a teenager when this album came out, it, I can't help but put it into context. You know, and to see the sort of distance that album traveled to where we are now. No, Plus, I, and, and the guy's dead, you know, you know right, Bradley's yeah, dead. Too. Right. Yeah, no, so and like he <laughs> had no idea that any of this would be happening. And that's <laughs> and that's and that's a perfectly valid point. That's why I that's why I bring on two guests onto the show. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one person that's like, oh Sublime is crap, I have no idea what this is. Like I want to have someone who's familiar with the material so that they can they can bring that. And like and I think that, you know, Sarah, that when when you're when you're at the wisened age that, that Rojan Mm-hmm. Is that when that you get to my age, you, you'll, you'll yeah. listen back on that like uh, high school musical soundtrack and maybe feel the same way? Like it's I feel the same way now. I I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I don't doubt that one bit. You oh seem my. wise beyond your years. Well, you do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Remember when everyone had purity rings uh, on Disney? Yeah. How? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Oh. Like and wow. And like I have a lot of younger siblings, so like yeah. my my knowledge of like the time you were growing up is right in there right <laughs> right when they were growing up so like i was doing a lot of babysitting uh when um when the jonas brothers were big and then uh, uh you know what are we talking here like late aughts like early obama years like, like kind of like yeah. late we, bush administration late bush early right. obama sort yeah. of that time period That's okay time all right period. all right yeah. so it was a different time mm-hmm. yeah, it, was yeah. A, <laughs> it truly was yeah <laughs> tell your mama vote obama <laughs> i remember um i remember taking uh my two younger siblings to to like um to like like punk shows like they like they were both really into like um like the warp tour Oh, and stuff oh. like that. Mm-hmm. So many of my friends were yeah. like into that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then they would do like the the local shows, and like I I heard, I heard some band. I remember I was driving my little sister and her friend, and like I heard the band, um, and I picked them up. They're doing a cover of "Paint It Black" by the Rolling Stones, and mm. and uh, they were just, they were like, "Oh my god, it's the best song!" Like, but I know they're so deep. How do they how do they write that? And I'm like. <laughs> You know it's a fucking Rolling Stones song, right? Like that song. The song's like older than I am. Like that's wow. right. And like I, I think that's I think that's what happens when you when you're 14 and you hear something and it's and it's kind of silly, but like it means yeah. more to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like your high school musical soundtrack probably meant more to you than like you know if I had heard it. Like and I, and I did hear it and I was like this is this is crap. Like yeah. Um, I remember actually that same year I did. Uh, I was in gym class and there was a girl listening to the Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. You guys remember I'm Not Ready to Make Nice? Oh, I love that song. I still listen to it. Yeah, it's a good one. But this yeah. this girl, like imagine this like kind of 14 year old goth girl with glasses and braids. I don't know if she, I mean, she had like, you know, brown lipstick and right. she's just like, yeah, it's about like, it's a commentary on society mm-hmm. and about how, you know, she just wants to rip her hair out. And, you yeah. know, it's just funny listening to like someone in high school talk about, oh, you know, this, this, this is a commentary about society because I've lived here for so many years, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's almost like you're on psychedelics really during your teenagehood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your like mind is just starting yeah. to expand at this rapid rate. And, and like so much is coming in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't even realize that like how much of the culture is old. Like when you're talking about Rojan about getting mm-hmm. all this references to like um, 
like KRS-One and all these things that, that, you know, at 14 you wouldn't have ordinarily got because, mm-hmm. you know, Sublime pulled you into that world. Which, you know, as as, as crappy as that music is, I, I, I have to give them props for, like, mm-hmm. at least uh, referencing, like, their musical elders and betters. Look, as bad as their music is, they were into some pretty good music. They were into some... <laughs> I remember this quote. I, I, loved, I love to break this quote out whenever I can. I remember this quote uh, from Poison behind the music. And... <laughs> And the guitarist from Poison was like, you know what? I had all the best intentions. I had all the best references. I I, I looked to uh, all my heroes were the were the best, and sometimes it just didn't it doesn't work out. And like and I, and it didn't work out for me. Like I, I I I emulated the best, and I did not become the best. Really? I mean, Poison was huge though. Poison I remember was huge. Poison. Yeah, no, they were, were crazy they were about huge, Poison. But he was talking about like Hendrix and was talking gotcha. about oh, of like course. these like yes. gods right. and like. I mean, Poison was a hugely successful band, but their reputation mm-hmm. uh, didn't bear out like the people that he wanted to be like. That's fascinating. Which you is know, fascinating. That, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that level of like honesty. Right. And I think there was, you know, that 80s, 90s period, they were looking back at the 60s and 70s, yes. you know, and trying to sort of not only be like that, but, you know, come, you know, just they were, they're accomplishing something that I think they probably felt like they were. Uh, frauds or you know there's that imposter syndrome or whatever where they're like I'm just ripping off you know and and I feel like probably most artists feel that way you know like even you know comics we're comics we're like I always feel like am I stealing like am I is this a new thing like did I hear this before especially especially in comedy when like there's only so many ways to tell a tinder joke like there's yeah yeah, it's really easy to get I don't know I feel like I got a few (laughs) (laughs) you got a fresh hot take coming yeah Yeah. tinder I'm Um, so glad I deleted that thing for the sixth time this year well good for you hopefully Hopefully not for a seventh. Uh, all right, Sarah, because you did the research, let's go ahead and expand the discussion to the later works of Sublime. Mm-hmm. Um, you listened to Sublime, Sublime. Uh, that was like their their hit um, right before the, the death of the lead singer. Well, I listened to the one you, the the 40 Ounces of Freedom, yeah. and then also the last one that they did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah right. that one. Yeah. Oh, right. that was called Misery. Oh, sorry, I thought. Oh, you're, I there's a posthumous, one. I think there oh, might there's be a some posthumous kind of posthumous one. one. Oh, yeah, that might have been okay. that one. Okay, which, that was it. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well then don't worry about that then. Yeah. Well, um, Sublime Sublime actually wasn't a hit, um, from what I remember, like him dying actually him was dying a huge, made it hit. Yeah, it yeah. made it a hit. I mean, right. it was like he died. In a way, it was like there was a lot of rock stars dying then too. Like Kurt Cobain was dying. Was like people yeah. were just dying left and right, like from heroin. And, and was he not twenty seven? I I don't. He was twenty eight. Yeah, he was in that twenty seven, twenty eight zone. Okay. Yeah, so he was right in there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know who actually I love who just died and released posthumous songs. Do you guys know Lil Peep? Man, that guy sounds familiar. Yeah, he was uh, twenty one. And, and did he just die recently he, from like an overdose or something? Yeah, he died last yeah. year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like heroin and they're doing retrospectives Xanax. on Lil P. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just, that's okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you. Maybe you've heard this. Maybe you haven't. But like last year or early this year, Lana Del Rey released a cover of uh, a Sublime song, "Doing Time," mm-hmm. and um, it. You know, Lana Del Rey is not really a radio friendly artist, but she definitely mm-hmm. has. A cult it definitely has like a, a good sized contemporary audience, mm-hmm. and um, and I remember reading and I, I read you know did some research. I read that people were like this is a really amazing song. This mm-hmm. is like this is mm-hmm. this is great. Yeah, um, I like that song. Doing time. Yeah, it's that summertime. Yeah, that's the and song. The living's easy. All right. So yeah. what I want to do is I, I want to play that song, Lana Del Rey's version. So okay. I, I want to see. Which is just a reference, anyways, to the, like a Billie Holiday song. Yeah, it's basically right. It quotes another song. It right, quotes right. Summertime. Um, 
uh, what I want I wanted to play that because I want to see Sarah if you if you have a, a different feeling about Sublime when you hear someone else do the music because that that kind of happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know that happens a lot. When oh, people yeah. listen to like Bob Dylan. Yeah. People are like, oh my god, this guy's crap. But then they hear <laughs> someone else sing a Bob Dylan song and they're like, this is this is the most amazing thing I ever mm-hmm. heard. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna listen to Lana Del Rey's cover of Sublime's "Doing Time." and see if Sarah magically comes around or she still hates it just as much as ever. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do that. Summertime And the living's easy Rallies on the microphone with Ross MG All the people in the dance will agree that We're well qualified to represent the LBC Me, me and to the party and dance to the rhythm It gets harder Me and my girl We got this relationship I love her so bad But she treats me like shit I'm locked down like a penitentiary She's better loving on All the people in the dance will agree that we're well qualified to represent the LBC. Okay, we just listened to Lana Del Rey's cover of Sublime's Doing Time. Uh, Sarah, what, what do you think uh, hearing the music of Sublime told through a contemporary artist? I like it. You, are are you a fan of Lana Del Rey before we get into that? I wasn't I mean not a lot, but I you know I like some of her songs. I like her voice a lot. She has a, she really does have like a really great voice. Mm-hmm. Um and that you know very sort of like very contemporary kind of like uh medicated thing that is going mm-hmm. around these days yeah. that feels soothing. Yes. Feels very soothing, very mm-hmm. ASMR. Yeah, yes, I nice. I appreciate yeah. it. So, okay, so and if you're to listen to like the the original version of that song, it's not a whole lot different, but it basically has you know, the sort of like fake patois mm-hmm. that you're probably, you know, like the, the fake sort of like um, accent that they put on. Yeah. Uh, and like a little bit more of like the ska comes through. Yeah. I think it's the ska that I don't like. That's that's a very valid point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, not liking ska is pretty much uh, <laughs> right. the defining characteristic of ska. Yeah. <laughs> um, ska. I mean, there's a giant ska contingent out here in California. <laughs> like there's I a don't giant doubt that. Ska well, I mean, it has to yeah. come from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they do love their ska out here. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I feel that, uh, again, you know, art is subjective, you know? So, like, like I think it's really funny when you put out something that is like, Sublime sucks. Like, half the people are like, yeah, fuck Sublime. Yeah. And then the other half are like, no, man. No. <laughs> because there's a, it's almost like an assault. You're assaulting their soul, you know, right. essentially because yeah. the... Uh, you know, it's like uh, things we can't control the things that make us laugh and we can't control no. can't control who we love. We can't control the music we love. You know, we can't control these right. things that make um, life uh, bearable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like these it, are the things. And so I feel like it, it is, um, you know, when you put out when you go like this sucks, you know, that will, of course, 
uh, kind of irk the people who put something in some kind of like I mean for me I, I like I think it's hilarious when people get really emotionally invested yeah. in sort of you know like the bands and stuff like no, no you know and they get into these arguments about it because it really is meaningful to them you know it's part of their identity but I don't know man I you know I, I think the guy uh, Bradley you know if he lived who knows what kind of artist he could have been because he did have a, a an interesting voice a really nice voice i thought like you know aside from like you know your personal tastes on uh the fusion of rap rock scott and reggae, right right you may have your choice on, but you know the man i feel like had a voice on him you know he was writing yeah. his songs uh he put together um essentially a kind of proto form of music that became like no doubt that became like these other bands that kind of blew up um out of the scene or whatever um and i don't know i just uh, i think that it's um you know like what we're comparing them to nowadays is like the jonas brothers or hannah montana and uh, essentially corporate entities now you know essentially artists that are backed by these massive corporate entities you know well uh, i mean i also think that you know the the more contemporary things that we were talking about like little peep like i think that's maybe a bit more apropos because these are these are artists that came from basically the 2019 version of what Sublime did, like through indie records, like they're right, yeah, they're yeah, going through the like bottom. SoundCloud and things like that, <laughs> which is terrifying, yeah, <laughs> in a lot of ways. But I guess that's it is what it like uh, Takashi Six Nine or you yeah, know, exactly, like exactly. Isn't he going to jail? Uh, he, he is in jail. He's he in jail, jail. and yeah. he's I think he's revealing lots of information. Yes, um, he is singing like a canary yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, and then Triple X, you know, he died. You know, like yeah. it's yeah, it's a lot of um, it's really rough out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. really rough out there. It was rough back then and, and rough now. Yeah, yeah, and as much as I dislike it, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard. And I don't want to trash anyone else's art. Like they very clearly have an audience for what. The, for what they um for the music that they produce and i'm glad they got to live out that yeah. dream um well actually i'm actually very curious because gina you do have strong feelings <laughs> enough to uh post a post <laughs> on facebook um so you must associate you were saying you associate sublime with these these guys these what were these guys like these are guys in your neighborhood who like yeah were just, yeah no uh, white uh just uh heterosexual white normal dudes like uh so i mean i posted that uh, yeah i yes i posted that thing um (laughs) just because you know 40 ounces of freedom is 71 minutes long and like it got you know monotonous and i just Mm -hmm. i just had to do something like it, it that that was triggered not by by um by my frustration with the people that you know listen to sublime it was more like just the fact that it's another fucking slow weed song where he's like <laughs> wait when's the last open mic you went because <laughs> i it almost described my last i open you know i <laughs> 71 like every, minutes of 71 repetitive minutes. dudes talking at about least, weed <laughs> at least i mean my god if i went to an open mic it was only 71 minutes i, I know right I would, <laughs> oh I, I would be so happy um no no like right, i yeah, i mean yeah. i do have I, I i can't say let me okay we're getting close to the end so okay. I, I guess i will um put a button on my own personal opinion of sublime so um i found sublime uh not through 40 ounces of freedom the reason why i picked an older record is because i you know it's kind of like a tradition of like diehards when when a band starts from the underground and then they become commercially successful Mm. to be like well you have to hear their old stuff because that's the real stuff and i wanted to hear if if what i got and if due in time um was so very different from 
the early stuff. And I found that it's really not just that it's just better. It's just like they got better. Mm-hmm. They get their, their musicianship improved. Their lyrics got a little bit less dumb. And um, I can definitely see the, the progression. I I think that, you know, like with most of the things that, you know, come up on this show, I don't I haven't really put too much on there that's too actively um, toxic. Uh, a couple of movies, uh, like The Professional and things like that, that I've got like kind of an icky feeling off of. But like <sighs> as 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 dopey, oh, but yeah. like this movie, this music is just dopey. And um and I haven't put up anything that is like that I that makes me uncomfortable to listen to. And I, this doesn't make me uncomfortable to listen to. It just it just it it makes me laugh for about twenty minutes, and then I get really bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like when I listened to Insane Clown Posse earlier right. this season. It was a very similar uh, experience. Or like smoking weed. Well, like smoking <laughs> weed, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, it does make me a little nostalgic for being back in Florida and listening, you know, to to what I got with my friends and we're singing along and about playing guitars like the motherfucking riot and Uh like you know that's that was fun it was dumb fun and um i don't i don't really have a problem with that but you know i i i feel um i feel like i could probably go the rest of my life and not even think about it oh sure um all right so sarah um give us your your final thoughts on your sublime experience Okay, so I'm going to be nice. It's not for me, but again, I'm glad that it does exist for a specific audience and that the guys got to do what they got to do. Uh, R.I.P. It's, it, it's hard to talk shit about a guy who, who passed away. Yeah. Young. It really is. Yeah, it and is. It, as soon as you said that, because I didn't know he'd passed away, actually. Yeah. So now I feel bad. No, no. no I should have not have mentioned it and let you just trash it. But like, but, but, but also, Rojan's absolutely correct yeah. that they didn't, that they were still an obscure band until mm-hmm. the guy passed away. This is a band that was, reputation was made on the fact that the singer died young. Yeah. Uh, all right, Rojan, uh, you have your old school LA, your old school Sublime listener. Uh, after this discussion, uh, do you have any any different thoughts, any further thoughts uh, on on the music of Sublime? All right, uh, a couple words from old man Rojan here. Um, I, you know, um, I can understand what uh, Sarah's saying that it's a it's a cute, silly thing that she sees <laughs> happening. You know, that's what it's happening. Just like, um, you know, sometimes that's how I felt about, uh, like, the 60s. And, like, you know, it was supposed to be, amazing, you know, civil rights and all that. And so, but yeah. for me growing up, it was just, like, stuff we saw on TV and the subject of TV show. You know what I mean? It right, was almost right. trivialized for us because we are kind of um, not part of that generation or whatever and really I'm not equating the civil rights movement to sublime in any way but you know I think you know but I, they uh, did kind of come from in a very like naive kind of shallow way they did they, they did come from the same culture that produced the LA riots so they, they yes they were kind of at the ground zero level of the of the civil rights uh, discussion in 92 right and is uh, an interesting sort of uh, historical kind of um it's a moment, you know, it's a right. moment in American history that I think people will look back on and, you know, the music was part of that and me being this age was part of that. But I do, um, you know, back then there was no such thing as rap, reggae, rock. Looking back on it 27 years later, should they have done it? I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe they shouldn't have. Maybe it was a mistake. There's some <laughs> things that are left unexplored, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but I will still defend the fact that... Um, I felt that, uh, you know, uh, Bradley was potentially uh, could potentially have become a great musician, you know, mm-hmm. could, could if had he lived and um, 
the band really does touch people for a reason. You know, it's touching them through this sort of ethereal musical plane. You know, it does really, you know, touch yeah. people for a reason. Yeah. All right. Before we go, I'm going to play one more clip uh, real quick. And it is the last song on 40 Ounces to Freedom. It is the song that broke my brain. <laughs> We're going to listen to as much of it as I possibly can without killing myself. Aww. Here is Thanks uh, by Sublime from 40 Ounces to Freedom. All right, now crucial thanks out to the Happel, Noel, and Wilson families for their patience and support. We love y'all. To all the players who made this possible, thank you very much. Yeah, and the checks in the mail. To Kelly Vargas for stepping in there and making it happen. The LBP, the world-famous Juice Bros, the field Marshall Goodman, and the man called Floyd I. Thanks out to Bad Religion and the Descendants, George Hurley and Mike Watt. To all those flops, but only when they ain't hanging out. To Toby Dog, to Louie Dog, to Mad Dog, James Brown, the BSM. All right, we listened to a, a very brief snippet wow. of "Thanks" by Sublime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that literally, that literally broke my brain when I heard that the other day. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I, I think I went insane for about an hour. Okay, what is that accent? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what to call that. Um, and like, yeah, like we were getting a little, like we're getting a little, like uh, emo about you know the the impact of music. But let's also not forget that they did record that song. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, to be fair, it's kind of like a Marvel credit where there's like an actual cool song at the end. Yeah, of yeah. The, you have to exactly. listen to the whole right, list of right. names, and then yeah. it's a really dope song after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right, um, that's. I just wanted to play that real quick, just to just to like put a button on the episode. Uh, we are out of time. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Sarah, please uh, let everyone know where they can find you online and if you have any uh, regular shows or anything coming up in the near future. Absolutely. You guys can find me at Sarah Fatimi Comedy on Instagram. That's S-A-R-A-H-F-A-T-E-M-I Comedy. Uh, August 13th, I am roast battling Roy Ellison. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and that's what I yep. have That's what I have planned so far. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Rojan, tell everyone where they can find you on the internet. Uh, tell us about anything you might have coming up in the month of August, which is when this episode uh, will be coming out. I think on the 29th, actually, is okay. when this episode comes out. Um, sure. Uh, you can find me, Rojan Kim, on Instagram and Twitter, or you can go to my website, rojankim.com. And I have a podcast, the Rojan Kim Cast. You can find it on my website, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. Um, and that's it. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, my name is Gina Bloom. You can find me on all social media at Gina Bloom, J-E-E-N-A-B-L-O-O-M, uh, on the internet at GinaBloomDoesComedy.com. Uh, right here on Sweet, the Ladies' Guide to Bro Culture. For those of you in L.A., you can catch me at Sit and Spin uh, at the Comedy Central stage sometime in August. And uh, at uh, the Improv, the Hollywood Improv, on August 21st. Nice. Uh, I'll be uh, on Women Crush Wednesday, so come out and check me out there as well. Um, all right, so that is it. I just wanted to say thanks. To, oh, my God. Yeah, thank you so much for having yeah. me on. This was an amazing this was, conversation. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Sarah Fatimi. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks, yeah. thanks, thanks Rojan Kim. Exposing me to this different genre of music. That's what the elders yeah. need to do. Yes. You know, That's share with what the young we need ones. to yeah. do. Yes. Thanks. And, and thanks to Anash. And yeah, Anash. <laughs> 
and, Rockstar, right? <laughs> right. And uh, furthermore, thanks to uh, to Kate, my producer. Thanks to the Hyundai Corporation for building my car and oh, getting me my here. people, yes. Good. Thanks. I think I should be spinning a beat yeah, in the background. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to UCB for giving me some studio time. Thank you, yes. Uh, thanks to... Um, the Adidas Corporation for creating my shoes. I'm just going. I'm just. I'm just thinking everything just, at this point. She paid for the time. You know, she got. We got, exactly. <laughs> we got to use up this. Time. We just got to use the time. <laughs> Thank you, audience. Thank you, everyone. Uh, that is all our time for today. And uh, have a good one. Hey, Jeff the King. Where's my mic stands? Martini with his forty ounce in hand. The Jai Dodds and his son Kristen. I gotta say thank you to Scum.